Good evening. It's time to get chilled here on Picton's Podcast Season 2 with the latest topic, minimalism. It's definitely not just an art movement, whatever Wikipedia might say. I became aware of it through a documentary on Netflix, not for the first time. Minimalism, a documentary about the important things. This is an easy watch and gentle introduction with stories from some previously materialistic maximalists about freeing yourself from keeping up with the Joneses, doing more with less and not spending your life stressing, feeding that hungry ghost. Presuming he existed, some folks have quoted Jesus as saying, it is easier for a camel to pass through the eye of a needle than a rich man enter the kingdom of heaven which I think is a good metaphor for minimalism. Hey, don't get the hump, fundamentalist Christians, or the needle, you prickly bunch. Next, I read a book by the guys who presented that documentary, Essential Essays by the Minimalists. Living a more meaningful life with less stuff, getting rid of superfluous success, the same themes, pretty convincing to myself, a guy often naturally gravitates towards Spartan conditions. A nice enough book, understandably repetitive at times, but gives a good rationale for the changing lifestyle in a heart way. From what I can see, the authors have a couple of other books out which seem, to be honest, kind of similar, but they are passionate about the topic, so it couldn't be minimalist with the products, I guess. Goodbye Things on Minimalist Living, Fumio Sasaki is the next book I read. There's a definite Japanese flavour of Danshari to much of the books out on minimalism. The photographs in this one of the resulting space and small remaining numbers of essentials are quite fun. An airy mattress in place of a bed seems very popular, as are the few number of clothing items in the wardrobes. There'd be room to fit Narnia in some of them now. Minimalist globetrotters can fit everything into a backpack, Imagine how much you can do on a phone these days. Who needs a TV? A smartphone can actually replace so much and seems to be one essential for the minimalists. It is a relief to give up the pressure of trying to buy happiness. The writer of this book is quite charming and I certainly empathise with his description of how his cluttered wife was in many ways. It feels so good to let useless things go that your ego was once so invested in. Steve Jobs was a well-known Zen enthusiast and minimalist, seen in the design of Apple products as well as how his home was furnished. He always wore the same clothes, a black turtleneck by Issey Miyagi, Levi's 501s and a pair of New Balance sneakers, which even served as his attire for public presentations. Society is losing its geniuses, first Jobs, then Stephen Hawking, and I'm not feeling very well today. Unlike Apple products, our human hardware has not been upgraded, and so we were being overwhelmed by all the exponentially growing stimuli out there. Don't let your possessions own you. You are not your fucking car keys, Fight Club. Having said that, one of the items I chucked out in a previous purge was a red leather jacket like Tyler Durden's. How much is to show off to others and for appearances rather than things that are actually functional? If you were dead and people were going through your stuff, what would people want to keep and what would be thrown straight into a bin bag without a thought? Lionel Messi does not actually move much or very quickly on the pitch. He focuses on the scoring opportunities and does that pretty well. 
this book is full of great and practical tips. I love the author's self-deprecating humour. The next book I read is Minimalism, How to Become a Minimalist by Becca Thomas. I love the chatty style and the funny illustrations. Might use some of that style in my future Astral Projects books. Apart from downsizing, clutter and less stressful work, reducing relationships to the high quality and less stressful ones is discussed. Weight loss often seems to be a byproduct of minimalism and redeeming your time is more precious than money. Marie Kondo is a name in this movement. I first looked at the life-changing magic of tidying up. The core of this is discarding and then organising your space, literally putting your house in order. She's not one for half measures. She is hardcore. I think maybe she's always had some issues but her mania is quite entertaining and her mantra is to only keep things that spark joy. Another principle is that tidying must be done in a single shot, but by category. For example, clothes, then books, then papers, then miscellany, and finally things of sentimental value. These are all themselves divided into subcategories. Everything kept for now must have its own spot to be put away, again in categories. She is very fond of shoe boxes and I think may believe the items in our home have feelings as well as she is remaining traumatised by a bathroom slime episode. Quite endearing really. Marie chats to her house and its items, which I think is fine, although if she hears them talk back, it may be time for her to seek medical attention. Also covered is what you do with all your charms and talismans. You mustn't let them guess past their expiry date. I'd already thrown out my charm bracelet even before reading this book. My charms had gone a bit rusty. Many would agree. There is a touch of Shinto religion and spiritism enshrined in this book. Elsewhere, purification salt when throwing away photos of people from the past is mentioned if you feel they have karma attached to them. Success from a re-consultation seems to be measured by the number of garbage bags of tat discarded. People were holding on to the past or stocking up, sometimes crazily, for fear of the future. The book ends with her going to hospital, with frozen neck and shoulders from too much tidying. Her next book, Spark Joy, is then an illustrated masterclass on the same principles. To decide which items in a category spark joy, you may have to hug them, or start by choosing your top three. I don't know if a lot of what Marie writes is tongue-in-cheek, if not, she's at least unintentionally hilarious with a lot of her anecdotes, for example using substitute items rather than replace hammers, screwdrivers and vacuum cleaners. She's often almost reduced to tears. There is even a section on cosplay when tidying up indoors. Her favourite techniques such as folding things and standing them up get much attention. There is talk of origami. She must be a black belt in that, although she probably wouldn't keep the black belt. I noticed in the kitchen section though she has 19 sets of chopsticks. However, in this book she takes on an apprentice, finally gets to tidy up her father's room and marries a man who is good at housework. Just as well really. I'm going to stop there as a blog post or podcast on minimalism shouldn't go on too long. But I have had great fun myself decluttering this week. If you're tempted by any of the above, or of course by my own tempting books, 
Kindle versions do tend to be cheaper than paperbacks and take up a lot less space. Good night.